so weird. Uh, I'm doing the show all out of order today. I don't even know. I can't even tell you what else is coming up besides Janet will be on. We'll grab Janet because that massive moon last week, she can explain all of that. And she's even got an astrological suggestion or two what certain signs should dress up as for Halloween and when to go trick-or-treating. Like Janet, it's going to rain. Go on the night. Use meteorology, not astrology, to pick a night to go trick-or-treating. But that's my good friend, my dear friend, Janet Amid. Um, I'm going to try to uh, buy some time so we can have Alex on. And then also uh, one of my other closest friends, my coworker, our engineer here, Josh, um, we want to talk about Dune, so there will be spoilers. Hopefully, we can get to that in today's podcast. In fact, we talked a little bit about that and a little bit about Squid Game yesterday on the podcast. We have done hundreds of episodes. If you want to take it back to when I worked downtown, it wasn't my job to record the stuff, but maybe a thousand or more yesterday... For why was I so out of sorts yesterday? So uh, Diddy has kind of a an injury, and I'm trying to figure out what it is. So anytime something is wrong with the dogs, it hits me super close. Um, maybe he has some arthritis. Maybe he has a small strain. My dad dropped on me the you know he's getting older. I'm like I know, Dad. He's gonna be 12. Just let me. There's also the like very small sliver of me that thinks. There's no lumps or anything. His body doesn't look weird. Um, his bowels are fine. His peeing is fine. His eating is fine. But, but what if there's like that 0.08% chance something internally is wrong and his body's riddled with tumors? And then I have to snap myself back to reason and reality. And I uh, defer to my good friend, Laura Simmons, who I met a long time ago at Lucas County Canine Care and Control. And she suggested could be the weather change because it's, it's he's been yelping. He's been yelping, but his normal walking and normal dog things are fine. It's just like kind of when he goes from stationary to up. Or when Andre, who is always underneath his feet, makes Diddy kind of like tap dance around where Andre is. It's those times he yelps. So he's not in constant chronic pain. It's just those times. So that was weighing on my mind because that's been going on since Saturday. And I thank my vet for, even though they can't see me, if I need to be seen until December. Um, thanks for the anti-inflammatories. Uh, but yeah, we recorded a podcast. Nah, ah, ah. We spoke on a podcast yesterday. Um, I said to Alex that there is there's not going there's not much going on today. There was not much going on yesterday. We were supposed to have an interview today, but half of it couldn't work out. So I'm now piecing things together. There are a couple of things that we talked about yesterday, and it was so funny. Alex did her thing at the end after we knocked out 20 or 25 minutes. She says bye, or, and I look over to click on the certain button, the arrow down to download the recording. She had disconnected. I'm like, oh, shit. It's that kind of moment where you're very disappointed in yourself. And you can't you can't believe you just did that. But then you look back and go, I've been so good. Or how in the world, 
have we done so many episodes? How have we done this so often? And this is the first time in years, in hundreds of episodes, where I didn't record a second of it. There might have been a time or two where I was like, oh, we got to record, we got to record. But there's never been a time where we didn't record a second of the podcast. So um, I'll see if we can get Alex to talk about something. It's funny. We talked about a kind of a sensitive topic with her professional life yesterday, and she was very pleased with how she went about it. I'll see if she wants to talk about it again or if she has second thoughts. Um, A lot of times we do a monologue, I do a break on the air, and I'm like, I can never do that that well again. And you know what? It might just have to be out there in space, in the ether for no one to enjoy, but you get to know that you excelled at it. Um, John Legend likely excelled at his performance on Friday night at the Great Gallery at TMA. Uh, Thanks to Katie and Petunia for sending me a picture of what was going on as it was happening on Friday night. If you didn't know, I mean, if you listen to this podcast, you know that John Legend was in town the other night. I would guess... At least 90% of Toledo had no idea that one of the biggest pop culture and pop star icons on earth was in Toledo on Friday night. And then out socializing for a little bit. Thanks to my secret source there. Yes, he uh, he made it over to... The, it wasn't just a John Legend after party at the Toll House, which we've talked about a bunch. He showed up to his own after party, which I'm not surprised at... Uh, not surprised by at all. And again, a place you might want to look into, um, a social club for us, as opposed to us trying to fit into the Toledo club. That's for old money. This is new, creative, young people in our area. So the Toll House. Before that, John Legend was at the uh, the Art Museum. Uh, and, and you heard all about it from Rhonda Sewell. Uh, she gave the pregame, the preview of it. On Friday's podcast edition uh, of things, it's amazing but appropriate that the only media coverage I saw of it at all, now granted, a lot of our media has less people, our local news stations, The Blade, uh, there's less people to dig up stories on the weekend. That's why a lot of times businesses, places who want to share bad news, we'll do it on a Friday because whether it's local, local, regional, or national, a lot less when a lot less people are covering something, um, it's often that if you get that bad news out there in just the right spot, it will be completely or mostly ignored. And then the new news cycle will pick up for a new week, having forgotten your bad news. And that's basically what happened with John Legend's performance. Again, one of the biggest pop stars, one of the biggest pop icons. Is he the most recent sexiest man on earth? Was in Toledo. There were a very fortunate, select, privileged, rightful amount of people to enjoy that performance. Again, there was no coverage that I saw on 13, 24, or WTOL. All I saw was on the uh, Blade News slide app. As I was drinking some Dunkin' Donuts Saturday morning at the Mommy location, getting ready to head over to do some meal kit packing for my friend Matt Lewis, Matt Delman, meal preps for me. And there was a very blurry iPhone first generation type picture on the Blade News slide. A very blurry John Legend photo of his performance uh, in the Great Gallery. That's all I saw. There was a write-up in that article, but that was it. You know what? 
That's how it should have been. Um, there were some people, as I think Rhonda mentioned on Friday, that they were there was some grumbling, some groaning, that there were not tickets available to the general public. If you were one of those people groaning and moaning and grumbling, you're not because you're listening to this podcast. But those others, if you do know anyone, tell them what I've what I said on Facebook, what I said on yesterday's podcast that didn't get recorded. If you're grumbling, if you're complaining, if you're angry, you didn't have a chance to buy tickets. You're missing the entire point of the event. Because for the most part, if you have the wherewithal to buy those types of concert tickets, you're good. You can get to places. You can go to shows. This was offered up to people who are in the neighborhood of the museum, the Junction neighborhood, down by the uh, Mott branch of the library. And as we said yesterday on the podcast, we're all summer long. We have done what we can to share all these uh, federal and local uh, financial things available to you. Uh, re, uh, lease, rent, mortgage forgiveness, um, any other way where you can get some money to take care of utilities and whatever other financial hardship people have dealt with since the beginning of COVID. And even before that, the COVID stuff obviously just put their problems and supercharged it and made bad into worse. Um those people who can't can't afford certain things, many of them, not all of them, many of them can't afford certain things. They can't afford certain luxuries. This was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity um, that you can't buy. And it was about putting them in a place where people like myself couldn't go, I want to see John Legend. I'm going to buy a ticket to that show. It was to keep me out. It was to give people an opportunity to show them that there are those out there, the art museum is the center point of all this, who want to give you an opportunity to thrive and succeed. And like I told Rhonda on Friday, um, lives will be changed by that performance. Some people who were invited might be too deep in their cynicism to believe that there are opportunities out there from people who want to help them, and they will just scoff at it. But there will others. there will be others who will look at that opportunity and say, these people gave me a chance, I want to make the most of it. Maybe I'm being too Pollyanna-ish. Maybe I'm thinking of a panacea. I'm not thinking that that performance is going to solve problems all over Toledo or in that neighborhood that the museum focused on. But some lives will be changed for the good. And again, pass along to your friends who are like, why couldn't I buy a ticket to that? Tell them that they're missing the impo- they're missing the entire point of the entire exercise and the event. Um. Something very cool happening in Oregon. Uh, You know, Bethany's on the podcast from TSA. They do a lottery. There's some extra spots available um, this year, which will probably never happen again as we still, as we try to move away from COVID times. But I guess um, Oregon said, fine, um, maybe we can't do anything with TSA. We'll we'll make our own. And I am so delighted uh, to see more high schools K through 12 schools, giving kids opportunities beyond just the standard curriculum. Um, there is always the meme or tweet that says, why can't, why didn't you teach me these life skills about credit and accounting that, that go a little viral every now and then. And some of that stuff is really woven into some of the curriculum. I know I was taught some of those things, some of the things, and I, my brain glazed over when I was learning accounting in high school. And that's the response to, why aren't we teaching kids life skills in school? Well, for the same reason uh, 
they would not pay attention to those just as they don't pay attention to math. Um, but some of these incredible outside of normal curriculum opportunities like what Oregon is doing, they're going to have a 4,000 square foot warehouse, which is a performance art center, a dance and rehearsal studio, small performance hall, dressing rooms, and a recording studio for music production, according to plans released by the Oregon City School officials. So, can't, can't do anything with TSA. Not that they can't. Not that they've even tried. But this is a little slice of TSA, at least how I see it, out in Oregon across the river. School officials have a name for the new facility, the Karen Ann Molnar Performing Arts Studio. She's a current school board member and a retired Oregon school's teacher who has donated money to the district for many, many years. The interior multi-purpose area will be named after S&D Capital, while the dressing room will be named after Tesco President Bud Graham, Although the exact titles for those two have not yet been determined. Um, dibs have been called on other parts of the building, as I just said, with the Kent and Dolores Glauser, Glosser Recording Studio. So people who have been an important part of that community get their names to be there for posterity and a great opportunity for kids in the Oregon City Schools. Hello. 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 Josh is here with us. Oh. Hey. Hi, Josh. Hey, how are you? Hi. Um, Good, how are you? I had to hunt down uh, headphones, and we have a headset for you if you ever come in here. Oh, is that who it's (gasps) Finally. If if she ever comes in? Uh, Well, she was going to come in today to do this. Oh, yeah. But she did not have her Vax card with her, her V card. I I didn't have my my V card, yeah. Yeah, And I was bummed because I've been asking... Can't you just take a picture of that and send it to him? So, yes, but I would have had to come home to get it, and I live across yeah. town, so... Why aren't you keeping it in your I glove? I was like, you know... Why aren't you keeping it in your glove box I'm, like most people? Mine's in my wallet. Yeah. So, I, I keep it in a much safer space. So, I tend to lose things on, like, you know, from a day-to-day. Like, I lost my debit card a couple weeks ago, and then my credit card after that. So, um... I protect that with my life. So it's actually in my passport book. <laughs> so um, I just got it though and I put it in my bag. So I, well, actually, I'll take a picture and you then put it back. You don't need a passport to get in here, but you do need your V card. I do have my V card. It just was in the wind. Um, all right. So uh, I don't want to keep Josh too long. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Dune. And then if you want to go ah. through your your professional revelation that was not recorded yesterday we can do that too are we sure we're recording yes i'm totally sure we're recording (laughs) good one i I was actually i I was actually setting all this up and i I couldn't believe that after all these episodes that's the first time i've ever done that that's what was more (laughs) amazing than anything and I thought we had some good content yesterday, like the river wall conversation. Like, I feel, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, you know what? I did particularly well. I didn't stumble over my words. Good job, Alex. And literally, I was going to text you and tell you that. And then you text me before then, before that and said you didn't record it. Crazy. <laughs> At least I told you. Yeah. Um, so I, I got through Dune last night and my initial thought to start this discussion is... I know that the, the director, Denis Villeneuve, uh, wanted to make a, an, an audio and technical masterpiece and experience, but this thing would have been much better served if they Snyder-versed it and made it like chapters on HBO Max. 
Um, mm. And I'm very glad I knew that it just ended or else I would have been screaming all kinds of F-bombs in the theater. <laughs> Why? Wait, has she not seen it? Alex, oh, you, I saw it. Okay. Yeah, you went to yeah. the movies, right? I did. I did at right. 9.30 at night. Ooh, what, who am I? Was it a spiritual experience? Because uh, Vinny told me that Justin is unfriending people who are not seeing it in theaters. So, okay, y- to me, it was fantastic. Like, there, I caught myself many times, like, with my jaw to the floor or just I had to, like, relax my face because I was either enjoying it so much or I was in shock if that makes any sense. I thought it was really exciting and interesting and you didn't really know what was coming next, you know, from one scene to the next, you didn't know what was coming, you know? So I enjoyed that. Did you know that it was just gonna end and it's only like half the book? No, (laughs) so I don't know any, I am, you know, like let we know that I'm not somebody that knows about the books, about the, I mean, unless we're talking about Twilight, like about the books, about comics, I don't know that stuff. So when I'm watching it, I'm watching it for the first time or learning about it from the, for the first time. Josh, your impressions to get us going? It was a, it was beautiful to watch. I loved yeah. the scenery. It was very extravagant, over the top. Loved it. However, <laughs> I just kept waiting. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm loving this. I'm, it's all this work up for nothing. Yeah. I, I, for we're just beginning or whatever Zendaya's line yeah, was. It was, thanks, I guess I'll <laughs> show up for the next one. Well, and, yeah. the, and the second one did get greenlit it, t- today. It'll come out in 2023, to which Vinny uh, replied, he'll watch the first one in his car on his phone before he goes into the IMAX version of two. But <laughs> if it was, so I, I saw, I was reading, um, this is before I went to go see it and I was kind of educating myself and that was my biggest gripe. Like this thing just starts in the middle. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I I needed to know a lot in similar to how, when I first, I watched game of Thrones later than everybody else. I picked it up in like after the red wedding. Yeah. All I know is that, okay, this, this, this guy's going to lose his head. Like I know he doesn't make it out of the first season, but I don't understand any of the other stuff. And while that's great storytelling and very complex and deep, that was a series, um, and I, I knew what I was getting into. This was a lot to digest, like, just jumping into it. Like, there was, and I know that there was a lot of exposition and explaining, but much like, like, Hans Zimmer probably made the experience in the theater, Alex, so great for his soundtrack, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, yeah, but there was also, the visuals were just really good. Okay, well, Hans Zimmer makes everything so much better. He's who Christopher Nolan often uses. And like Villeneuve wanted to copy another Nolan thing, Christopher Nolan gets a lot of grief, and rightly so, for not being able to understand some of the dialogue in his movies. And there were some parts of this dialogue that I couldn't understand. Gotcha. Yeah, no, um, Josh, I don't know if you agree or not, but that was like, when I agree with you when we were in the theater and it was just kind of like, okay, when is this coming? When is it coming? At one point I had to like look at my watch because I felt like we had been in there forever and that like climactic, like, like that moment where you where you're like okay now we're on the like we're getting to the tail end of the film never came if that makes any sense like it never actually appeared and I and then I said oh okay so I under I registered what this actually was but uh, which was a setup for the other films Mm -hmm. but um 
Yeah, I just, I mean, those, I, I agree with everyone. Those were the things that were missing, but everything else was fantastic, except we only really got like seven minutes of Zendaya, ta- Zendaya that, time. Josh? Yeah. All this buildup of Zendaya, Zendaya. I know. Okay, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Where is she? And only to give her, what, 10, 15 minutes of it's screen bad. time? I'm like, yeah. Um, okay, I'm hoping she gets a bigger part in the next one. But I'm like, I've been waiting, waiting. You keep teasing me. And yeah. Nothing. We, so, it, Josh, I live for Zendaya, and I'm not. Um, like I'm not quiet about it on the podcast and so I was very much looking forward to seeing blue-eyed Zendaya right and it was just like um, I got enough Jason Momoa but like where's my girl (laughs) knowing that she was kind of his beacon and and -hmm. having a loose idea of what this whole concept was about and and I guess Frank Herbert if I'm pronouncing his last name right has to get more credit for developing all the verses, maybe beginning with Star Wars um, in the 70s, and maybe he inspired George Lucas because you can see bits of so much yeah. in this movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's so much Game of Thrones in there with, like, I expected more action. Other than, here, here's the biggest spoiler. They're going to have to recast everybody because there's only three actors moving forward. Four actors. Javier Bardem, <laughs> Zendaya, Timothy Chalamet. Uh-huh. If you like watching a cute young guy who weighs 87 pounds stand on beautiful landscapes, <laughs> 98 minutes You're of this in movie for is treat. for you. And uh, Rebecca Ferguson. Everybody else is like, th- like this was how we, like I picked up Game of Thrones late and I knew that like people are going to lose their life. Don't get attached to anybody. And during the Red Wedding, I was like, Whoa, they're taking everyone out in this whole thing. Like, this was the first 75... This was the middle portion of this movie. The middle portion of Dune was killing everybody who you got loosely attached to. Yeah, yeah. I would say I appreciated the the role that the lady who was in Bridgerton... I don't, I don't know if you guys know what character I'm referring to. His she mom? Was, she was, yeah, she was the mom's uh, chambermaid. I don't know what... Oh, okay, like, like the super witch. Right. Yeah. So she was in that. But yeah, like, so if I could compare it to anything and people that have been asking me is I felt like Dune was a combination of Star Wars, obviously. So like 60% Star Wars and split the rest between Fifth Element and Mad Max. Fury Road specifically. I I get those. I'll go more Game of, like, just the, the layered depth and complexity of it. Game of Thrones meets Star Wars. Game of Thrones meets Star Trek. Star Wars was more about action. Right. Star right, Trek okay. was more about the technology, the adventure. There was mm. very little. I mean, besides the killing scenes, but that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's I, true. Of all the things that I was surprised by, it was how few of this A list ensemble cast mm-hmm. are going. Oh, I forgot. Uh, uh, I, I forgot what's his face. Dave Batista. Dave Batista, Dave Batista. Will, go, will go through to the next movie, and uh, the okay, the Imperial, the Emperor, he'll go through too. Well, well, he so we don't, we never met the Emperor. That's the Baron. He is the head of the oh, Harkonnen family. See? Correct. I still the one who originally know. owned the planet. Yes, yeah. and that Alex, that is Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah. I had I, when I was looking. You up didn't the, know? Nope. Nope. Wow. I was like, holy shit! They uh, they combined. Return of the Jedi Darth Vader and Snoke from the new Snoke. movies smashed them together and made that guy. 
See, I thought that they were, I thought it was wholly unoriginal, if that makes any sense. I was like, I could like name three different characters that they have, you know, that they used to inspire this guy's character. I knew who he was though, because um, this Skarsgård played a certain character in Pirates of the Caribbean. And he was like this weird, scaly, like blue looking dude. And it was his voice that, so I, it was the voice that I remembered. And so I knew exactly who that was right away. And his character was just disgusting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was like, ugh. The, uh, Jeez, it's gluttonous. Funny. Did you know that the guy you were talking about last week who you couldn't name, David Del Mastion, was in this movie? No! No! I had no idea. And I giggled to myself. And Thomas looks at me. He's like, what's so funny? And I'm like, if you listen to the podcast, you would understand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was pretty good. Um, Josh, what else did you take from it? It was just one giant blue ball session. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unsatisfied, I, I, I but satisfied. I should probably rewatch it now that I've educated myself more. But I would... There are movies that I've seen and I can get up to speed pretty quickly. Like, this was a lot. That's why I wish it would have been like... Yeah. It would have been like a... You could yeah. do two, you could do a series one with eight episodes, a series two with another eight episodes. Like the first 45 minutes of this movie, I couldn't figure out who was doing what for why and whatever. Like I, I told Josh this morning, like one thing that was a revelation to me was that it was all a trap. Did you know that, Alex? What do you mean? No, so, no, I did not. No. Okay, so the... The, the unknown emperor was displeased mm -hmm. that Oscar Isaac and his wonderful beard were getting too popular oh within God. the known universe. So he said, I'm giving you this planet. And he didn't really want the planet because of how problematic it was. But if he didn't take it, he would be looked at as um, saying no to the emperor. So mm -hmm. he takes it and he knew something was up, even though I didn't know that he knew something was up. They were just being careful because it was kind of a savage planet. Not that the other family was gonna come massacre everybody. Yeah, no, I, like, obviously I learned that it was a trap around the same time that everybody else did, I guess, but that was just really sad. And Oscar Isaac, he was giving me like, like my attraction to him was a lot, like was a surprise, just like it was for like Kylo Ren in, um, Return of the, and like the star at the end of Star Wars. So, yeah, he did. He did well. I was sad to see him go, but I was happy to see how he did it. Apparently, he, uh, Rebecca Ferguson, I think, uh, asked him that he was naked in that in that scene just for uh, evening the playing field. <laughs> was he? Yeah, yeah, he was naked. Oh. He was naked oh, wow. in that scene. Josh, what else? Uh, if you're gonna go back and watch it, you need to go pay attention to the religion. There's a huge uh, religious aspect about this. And yeah. For some, mm -hmm. I gotta go back and. Yeah, and that's with the women, like. Correct. Because mm -hmm. I didn't know mm -hmm. until I read the Wikipedia where man and the word concubine freaks me out. Um, yeah. Where they said something about, like, we have a son, but Stop she was saying. trying to make a daughter, right? Correct. Yeah. Because I'm guessing their religion only focuses on females and only the females are allowed to have this. Uh, whatever power, power it is, I'm not too sure. And she's the like, force. How dare like it's you? The, it's the force. <laughs> and Alex, the other re maybe the biggest reason why it makes me think of Game of Thrones is uh, he is supposed to be like the savior, like the Jon Snow character was. We were trying yeah. to figure out. The, did you look it up, Josh? Is it Azor, a high, or 
Oh, there's a prophecy with him. Yeah. Yeah. I could tell. Yeah, I could tell right away there's a prophecy. So that's why, Um, like, obviously, this movie, I don't know how similar it is to the 84 movie, but that's why I'm fascinated to see how much of that book 50-some years ago, 60 years ago, gave birth to all the fantasy stuff that we know and love now. That's true, because even when they arrived on the whatever planet, I can't name it, the the dusty one, like the people living there kind of greeted them in the same way that they greeted Daenerys Targaryen when she came to, uh, what was it? It wasn't Bravos. Where was it with the slavers when they were um, the slaves and they called yeah. her Misa? Was it Misa? Yes, I remember. What yeah. Um, yeah. Stop okay. Not that I need to be calling anybody out, but I'm just going to make a simple observation. And I know you caught it too, Alexandra. <laughs> are, you re- are, you, are you ready? Yeah. Jason Momoa was not in tip-top shape. So it's because they shaved his beard. <laughs> yes, I did not like that. Not one bit. Oh, you, you're so- right. I did notice after, after they reconnected with him, like he had a little chin there. Stop. It's because they shaved his beard. Like, that's a perfect example. Well, first of all, he's still, like, top of my list, you know, anyway, beard or not. But if you look at shaved Jason Momoa, like, when he, 10 years, 10 or 15 years ago, it is it is different than shaved Jason Momoa in Dune just recently. And I know that those pictures exist. Like, you could probably Google it and you'd find it. And it, he really does look different. And I like I was like, what is it about? But he also looked younger, which I found to be interesting. Like, he looked like he he looked like he lost like 10 years by shaving his beard. But or, um, or I think le- he's go ahead. Or at least he didn't age 10 years like Cal Drogo is 10 years ago now. So I, I feel like, and I, I know I may get slack for this, probably not, or you guys may agree. I love Jason Momoa. Like, we know this. He's my hall pass. It's not, I mean, it's not lost on me that everybody thinks Thomas looks like him. But um, I think he's a terrible actor. <laughs> like, he just, because he can't do any of his roles without fucking laughing. Like, he smiles or grins or laughs or he's like, his character in almost every single role he plays is him in real life. Like, it's, just, you know what I mean? Sonny. Stop it. I mean, that's, that's his co-star, Dave Bautista, too. And, yeah. um, I mean, Ryan Reynolds finally got somebody to give him a career out of that. That is true. Okay, and the other thing I wanted to know everybody's thoughts on, so it's quite clear that these are, like, they're traveling between planets. Does Earth exist in this world? Because I'm curious, like, Duncan Idaho right. and Paul. Yeah. Like, at least for, like, Game of Thrones. Like, nobody would come up with the name Daenerys. You know what I mean? Um, nobody. It was the year 10,000, but it doesn't say if it, that's our universe or anything. But, yeah, that stood out to me, too. I, I'm going to chalk that up to um, just not being very futurist in the 1960s. I guess so. Like, I have um, an old friend from school who named her daughter Khaleesi. (laughs) Literally, that's her name, Khaleesi. And it's still strange, you know, because I feel like that name itself is so futuristic. It's just not something, you know, in 2020. But really, Paul, Paul. The the personal shields were kind of neat. Yes, they were. They made no sense. How so? Did they not? So it's like I'll beat on them until they turn or until I apply enough pressure that they broke or something. And then there were certain things that just kind of like there's one scene where 
Um, Jason Mimosa just stabs somebody, like insta kill. Like, right. this, did you really cause enough damage? How did you cause enough damage? What was the point of the shields then? The science. Did not everybody have the shield? Yes, most of them did. They, yeah, they most all did. The science yeah. of it didn't make a lot of sense. Like, why was it when they turned red? Does that mean the shield is being penetrated? And if you were stabbing somebody and everybody had knives, there were very few guns. Where was the blade going when it was when it was still blue? Correct. Well, it was kind of bouncing off. Also, mm-hmm. another point, they made it. Uh, they pointed it out very early on. The reason why you don't use shields on the planet, it attracts the worms. And yet, if you notice, oh, yeah. they're all using shields. The vehicles that they're blowing up, you know, they kind of blew up very slowly, and then the shield. And so, but everything had shields. So I, how was it not attracting I, the worms? And so, ah, and the shields are kind of broken. Why would a sh- wait? Oh, oh, oh the, the personal shields attracted the worms. All shields, because they're because remember the the there was a vehicle out there, and they're like, why doesn't the vehicle just have shields? Get a trash can lid. <laughs> and now I know that all the Star Wars creatures were very derivative of that worm beast. Yeah. And yeah. I I thought that Paul made friends with it and maybe he began to, maybe that was part of his powers and foreshadowing I think so. before oh, because, before see, somebody said the thumper went off. See, I thought he was going to use his voice yes. and command it to say right. or stop and and like First that would have been a revelation. That's a very demonic voice. Like that like startled me when I heard that. Like it's that was if anything in this film kind of freaked me out a little bit, it was that. Like it was how they spoke. Like that that is interesting. I I can't wait to see how that kind of elaborates. But you guys caught like in one of the last scenes when they had the worm, there was somebody riding the worm. No. You caught that, right? Uh, there, I, so yeah, you can ride the worm. <laughs> <laughs> there was I, somebody on it. I read something about that, that there's worm riding, but there, yeah. that, again, that's my point of this. Like so much was going on and it's, it's impossible to do without making a four hour movie, but that's why I said series. Let me, um, so when I was prepping for this is best that I, uh, if I was, uh, if I had to give myself a grade for prep going into this, it's like a D plus. I was not prepared. <laughs> so this is someone writing about the original movie. As a narrative, it's a disaster, inviting confusion with its, within its first moments and growing muddier as it rushes to an almost perversely anticlimactic finale. The film's actors struggle to define their characters between delivering exposition and sharing space within an expansive cast. Some special effects look remarkable. Others look like last-minute rush jobs. In short, it's a mess. That was the original movie, and I think a lot of that goes to this one. Mm-hmm. Some of it would apply. Some of it. Yeah. All right, Josh, you're free to go back to work. Thanks for the time. Thanks, oh, thank Josh. You. Bye. So can I just say, this might this might have been the most Josh you and I have ever talked. I know. <laughs> I, I love like, it. We should I do like this hanging more. out with you. Don't <laughs> we should do this more often. <laughs> so I've been wondering if you wanted to do this again, because yesterday was flawless. <laughs> I don't know. I just, and it, I think it speaks to what I said yesterday when you finally get the courage sorry pete's also he has feelings about this you can hear him in the background um when you finally when you have worked somewhere for so long and you've been a part of a project that's like your passion project your baby you work with people that are like family like coming to the realization that it's time to move on brings out so many different emotions so yesterday after we had 
recorded slash not recorded, I was, you know, going to text you and I'm like, I feel really good about what I shared because it does invoke so many emotions. And it's an, it's an interesting dynamic to say, you know, I'm grateful for the time that I've had where I work, but I think I'm ready to move on. I'm ready for an upgrade. I'm ready for the next phase. Uh, it can be like overwhelming and then you don't want to offend anyone and you just want to make sure you're doing things the right way. So, um, yeah, it's, it's an, it's an interesting like phase of life. I, they were, uh, at least from what you've conveyed, they were as understanding as they could be. Maybe they recognize that you did a kick-ass. I mean, I hope this is what they're recognizing. They should, that you did a kick-ass job on this project. Um, you've done all you can do and they know you like to create. So it's perhaps time to move on and create something else and leave this to, uh, to the hands that you've brought along. Yeah, I think so. I think that, um, I mean, there's support, not everybody, also not everybody within my organization, and I don't normally name it. So not everybody in my organization knows just the people that need to know right now. Um, and the ones that support me and the ones that, um, also feel like this makes sense. You know, the ones that were like, and, and some of the reaction like was like, well, I knew this was going to happen. Um, or this was bound to happen just because when you're, in a when you're someplace like working in the field that we work in that I work in nonprofits, you know, locally in Toledo programming, things like that, you can there's positions you can grow from and then there's positions that you get and you're like, okay, I'm ready to like, this is where I want to be for a while for some time, I was in a position that I knew eventually I was going to grow from, you know, so I accomplished what I could and I feel like I, I had done pretty well and was relatively successful made a ton of connections. I, and you know, it's now that phase where I'm like, I'm confident enough to put myself out there and say, I'm ready for the next level. I'm ready to make bigger changes in the community. I'm ready to operate at a higher capacity. Um, and now it's time to like take that confidence and, and, and put my money where my mouth is, <laughs> you know? So it's, it's a lot, it's, it can be a lot and it can be overwhelming, but at the same time, it, it feels kind of good. Like we talked about yesterday that no one heard except you and I. Um, if you're <laughs> not afraid to move on or you're not afraid moving into whatever's next, maybe that's not the right position for you because you should be scared to take on new opportunities and new challenges. It's the only way to grow, getting outside the comfort zone. Yeah, and, and it's it's an interesting dynamic as well. Like I what so like Lucas County is fantastic. Toledo is wonderful in some of the opportunities that we have for um, the community members and the professional opportunities that we have. But at the same time, there's a traditional aspect to it also. And I would consider myself if I am standing in front of someone and I'm saying I want to be on your executive leadership team, which is where I am at now in my professional career. I don't have that advanced level of education. I don't have a master's degree and I'm a, a true millennial in saying, can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm a true millennial in saying, you know, the way that student loans are set up, I have a, a bachelor's degree and some master's experience, but it's not something that I'm willing to complete because it, it's just not, you know, reasonable for my life. Like it, it will, you know, it's holding me back from too much. And so I'm going to come to you with my knowledge, skills and abilities, my KSAs, my accomplishments, my confidence, my proven track record and say, I deserve every opportunity. You know, I deserve the opportunity just as much as anyone else, you know, if not more. And that's intimidating as hell, like, <laughs> you know, and it's uncomfortable. But you're right. We talked about that. Like if you if you feel uncomfortable and I try to live by this and I try to educate other people as well, 
if you're feeling uncomfortable, keep going. That's a good thing. If you're feeling uncomfortable, keep going. But I also have to understand. And I, when I approach these situations, I approach it knowing that I'm coming into an agreement with other people, most likely feeling uncomfortable too. You know, if I don't meet that traditional, um, you know, qualifications that somebody may be looking for, then there's, there's a, an amount, a certainty of uncomfortable, uncomfortability that they may feel. And it's, we're going to go into an agreement and say, we can do this. And we hope it works out. Yeah, doesn't, yeah. Doesn't so it, always. It, doesn't yeah, always. and it, it's just, I think what's most important is that I'm doing it the right way. Like I said, I love my <clears throat> employer and I love what I do. My project is my baby, but I think it is time to move on um, and grow. Uh, but at the same time, I want to do it in, the, in a way that just feels right. And so it's not something that I'm just, I have my foot, both feet, both arms and my head out the door. If that makes any sense, it's just, you know, I'm open to looking and learning and it's not something that I feel like I have to go and do tomorrow. But at the same time, if there's a project I feel like is worthy and something that I am interested in, I'm going to go for it. Good job. Just as good as yesterday. Uh, you think so? I think so. I think so All indeed. Right. Um, what do you have planned for uh, this afternoon and tonight? I might rewatch Dune. The, the, like we, that was a pretty in-depth conversation that we had, and I'm now I want to go back and watch it again because I know I can watch it at home. Um, I have a, I want to do my nails because I've been putting that off for some time, and I do really need to clean up. So it deserves a rewatching with how complex it is. I mean, it's like slamming all this games, Game of Thrones stuff, and partnerships and secrecy, and this is connected to that, and they're hiding yeah. this, and yeah. Why is that little dart thing trying to hit him in the back? And blah, blah, blah. And flying flies. And like, why do they have insect planes? It just, yeah, so much of it. So you would have hated us in the theater. Um, one, because Thomas was eating his popcorn at all the worst times. And um, two, because we are trying to figure everything out as we're watching it. We were doing a lot of like whispering to each other, like trying to figure out what was going on. And then eventually I, he, I figured it out and he did it. So he's still like whispering to me. And I like gently went like leaned over and told him like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I'm watching something. Um, but you, so I know for a fact you would have hated us during that time. That's one of the two or three fastest ways to get me to commit a murder. Have you ever, uh, <laughs> have you ever seen the Sesame Street meme with Ernie with a bat and it says Ernie Ernie's prepared to commit a hate crime no <laughs> that's that's me if you're doing that in the theater yeah yeah but it, but in this film it does kind of make sense like it it does it, it there was a lot that you were having to figure out in real time and you're like oh okay I get it oh it was a setup you know like there was just a lot that you were trying to that we were having to figure out without any kind of context um, we'll rewatch it tonight, do your nails, and I will text you later now that I've made sure we've recorded today's episode. And I took a picture of my V-card, so I'll send it to you. <laughs> no, well, you can just, I mean, keep it on your phone, because you might need it on your phone one day. I guess so. I've never had to show it. I've never come across that. So it's just, it. I keep it with my passport, because I assume the only time I'll need it is when I travel. Nope, 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 nope. Mm. Um, all right, I'll talk to you later tonight. Bye-bye. Are you hanging up on me again? Yeah, that's my bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, was it last yeah. was it last week like last Monday or Tuesday when I was up well, when I'm up pretty early and the moon was as bright as the sun at like 6:15 in the morning? 
It was crazy. It was, yeah. Didn't we have a, wasn't it crazy? I, I mean, it was a great, it was a sun opposition moon aspect. Yes. Yes. It, it was really a nutso uh, moon aspect. Did you feel the effects of that? Because the sun is in Scorpio, and the moon being in the well, the sun. Last week, the sun. We're talking about October. What day did you feel that? Because we have the we have that full moon in Le. Let's see, sun is in Libra. Moon would have been in Aries. So you would have felt that quite a bit, but the moon later on that day, on the 20th, went into the sign of Taurus, but it was a full moon at early in the morning. Did you feel that? Um, I, I saw it. Last week was actually a lot better than I expected it to be. The week prior, the week of like the 11th, was a little stressful, but uh, Oct- yeah. October has not been been great for me. But I can probably chalk some of that up to uh, the weather is changing. Everybody wants fall temperatures. It's here, and I I dislike it. Well, it's the interesting part about that is, you know, when you look at the aspects and with everything going on, you know, right now since October 18, which was obviously last Monday, that's when Jupiter and Saturn went into this. Well, Saturn had already gone direct, but Jupiter and Mercury went direct. So people were really feeling kind of up in arms between July 28, 2021 through October 18. So things have really kind of eased up considerably and I feel like it's a it's a much much easier transit everything's a lot better going on it's much much easier so I feel like you should start to come out of this ho-hum period but being a Taurus as the sun moves into the sign of Scorpio which is going to be it's we're already kind of in that it started to hit like on the 23rd it's it's right opposing your planets now on the 22nd, 23rd of, of last week, you know, the weekend, that was when you had a lot of anxiety because it was right on you well, wait, because well, the moon well, was in Taurus. Hold on there, hot pants. Let's not talk yeah. about me. How about, how about everybody else? Well, of course we could talk about everybody else. That's what I'm here for, uh, cutie pie. Okay, well, I just, I just need the general snapshot. You don't, Nobody wants to hear about my astrological problems. I navigate. You know what? You're so right about that because people don't really care about that stuff. All they want to know is about themselves. Exactly. I it, get that. It's like astrology and fan, and fantasy football. People I know. You know what? It's it's the same thing. If I tell people, I'll say something like, yeah, I've had a bad day. They'll go, uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, what about me? They right. always do that. So right. it's okay. I don't mind. That's what my job is, and that's why I'm here. But- so you're asking, Samantha is worried about, Samantha is born under the sign of Taurus, and she has a really nice chart. She's very sweet. And she is, uh, the reason I say she's sweet, I don't really know her, but I do know her chart. I feel a connection because I love people that are Taurus. It's just one a, a really nice sign. But she's overthinking everything. She wants to go visit her mother, but she's saying, is this the right time? Am I doing the right thing? I don't know. My, with the COVID, you know, I'm waiting for the holidays. No, no. Get your butt going. This is a good time to connect because even though we have this COVID issue going on, you know, obviously it would be nice 
if you could do that and go visit your mom and get yourself out there a little bit. So, no, this is a good time to really think about that. So with everything happening, the moon is in the sign of um, her moon is in Gemini. She has a strong connection with her father, I believe, but also with her family. She's a good person, but she worries way too much. Taurus people obsess. They don't know how to let go of things. They hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, and she needs to relax with that a little bit. Bottom line. And now with Mara, Mara is born under the sign of Virgo, but she has her emotional sign in Sagittarius. And she's saying, my business is doggone freaking flourishing, and um, I'm, you know, it's thriving, but I also want to start something new. Is this a good time to do it? Yes, if you want to do something, do it before February 5. Do not do it between December 18, 2021, this year, through all of January. You either do it after February 5, 2022, or you get it started in November coming up next month. But she's a, she, I think she's one of these people, she's a Virgo, which is that analytical, methodical, OCD type of personality, but she has a lot of Sagittarius in her chart, which conflicts with that. So she has the earth and the fire, and they sort of like, they can be very excessive and very extreme. So she has to work on slowing it down a little bit and being not so excited about, even though what she's doing is fabulous, she needs to kind of take her time when she's doing something, you know, just take your time with it. Because I do feel this is a good time for her to start a new business. She's, she has a little bit, speaking of hot pants, she's got fire under her butt saying, okay, let's try something new. Let's get it going. But she needs to really take it, you know, just take a step and really get her, get a business plan going before she jumps into anything major. Gen- generally so- speaking, how do the next couple of weeks look at Astrologically. The next couple of weeks are pretty favorable. I feel like things are good. I'm not picking up anything really negative. I feel very positive about some of the changes that we have going on. As we approach, you know, as we approach Halloween, it looks pretty, it looks favorable. And in fact, if anybody's, anyone's concerned about what to wear on Halloween, they should also go to my Facebook because I have all these little signs and they're all connected to, to costumes and that sort of thing. But it looks pretty good. We do have great aspect, and I feel like, um, you know, I feel like there's a lot of positives, you know, with changes going on, and I feel like we're in a good cycle with, with the, you know, ourselves this upcoming week. So it looks really favorable. Are you- and the other aspect of this, too, is... You're going to find that this week, especially right now, the moon is in um, avoid course till five o'clock tonight. And no, it went into it went into Cancer. I take that back. Scratch that. So the moon is in Cancer right now. Tomorrow is going to be in the sign of Cancer. It's in it's very good balance to the sun, but. Thursday can be a little bit of an off time till about early morning, and then the moon in Leo on the 29th is phenomenal. And if anyone's out there, you know, kind of trick-or-treating on Friday night, that's a good night to do it. 30th, which is, you know, right before Halloween, just be very cautious, you know, because we have the moon in Leo going void course in the early morning hours. But it looks like it's going to be a good week altogether. We're in a very favorable week to get ourselves back on track with all this fun stuff. So we're in a good phase. So you're saying that astrology is helpful when it comes to getting a Halloween costume and trick-or-treating? Yes. 
Yes, look on my, go on my Facebook, I said Halloween week, and it actually talks about which, like for Scorpios, they like to look sensual and sexy, whores. and you know, sultry, uh, Taurus people can be a little more conservative, they're kind of classy with their outward persona, they like anything that relates to sense earthly or unearthly, and when you're looking at Aries, they like to step it up a step, you know, they like to kind of be out there and doing something a little out of the box, Virgos are meticulous about their wear, whatever they're wearing. And Libras are all about, you know, anything that's really refined and classy. And Sagittarius is kind of like, it's like a theme park. They, anything can happen. They like, they like unique thrills and fun. So each sign has its own little thing. So going on my Facebook will determine how each sign is affected by Halloween, for sure. All right. Well, I'm just going to, that that's the astrology way of going about it let me give you the meteorological meteorological way it's going to be it's going to be rainy and chilly friday night it will be it will. it will be mild and clear on sunday night the actual night of halloween so if you could hold off trick-or-treating you'll have a more pleasant night on sunday but if you want to listen to janet astrology trick-or-treat whenever the hell you want <laughs> You're so fun. If anybody would like to call at my office, it's 419-882-5510, 419-882-5510, or Janet Amid at AOL.com. And if you go to my Facebook, I also do things with tarot. So right now we have um, a nice little thing coming up with the Page of Pentacles. So I just want to mention that. Okay, good stuff. What's your greatest, most prime... What Halloween costume are you most proud of that you ever dressed up as in your life? In all 38 years of your life, what was your best costume? My best costume? Uh, God, you know, I, I don't even want to tell you on air. Because I'll tell you off air. But I honestly, I I don't know. I would say I, I like dressing up as an Arabian princess because I am Arab. It's not really. That was co- one of my favorites. Really and also, the, remember, I don't know if you remember when I came into the uh, studio once. I had a, I was... Uh, a Twitter bird, what do they call it, Tweety bird, or what do they call those things? And I, I had that on, and you were laughing about it. You may not I'm recall that, now. but I did. Huh? I'm laughing now. There you go. There you go. Coffee soon. Coffee. Yeah, yeah okay. And, and you dressing up like an Arabian princess is like me being a very casual rabbi. Oh, I love it. Mm. I actually dressed up as a nun once, and I actually loved it. That was one of my favorites. I, I really did like that. With a nun uh, with a cigarette in her hand and a lot of red lipstick. Yes, I did remember that one. Whore. Whore, whore, whore. <laughs> you got it. All right. You take care of yourself. I'll talk to you soon. We'll talk next week, honey. Bye. Take care. Bye.